Welcome to Haunted Horizons Ghostcast, where your hosts, Alison Oborn and Kay Gollwood, will share their experiences in some of the most terrifying and haunted locations in Australia and overseas. So turn the lights off, relax, and enjoy. All right, Keg, here we are. Hello. And you're actually in the studio with me today. I am. I am. I made the journey up. You did. You did. You got in your car. I did. Drove an hour. Over an hour nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, with just the traffic. To, just road to works. see me. Well, <laughs> not necessarily, but you know. Well, now we're back together. We are going to go into talking about another investigation site because last week, Keg, I had to open up about things I was very uncomfortable about opening up about. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to Chasing Shadows number two. Today, we're actually going to a very local town to me. We are. A town called Gumaraka. And in particular, we're going to be looking at a hotel in Gumaraka. Now, I do just want to put a thank you out to Shane Potter, Mm -hmm. who is one of our Patreons. And he lives in Gumaraka and he managed to organize this investigation for us and I also want to thank Amanda and her husband who own the pub for inviting us in to do this for, for you guys really. Now before we start Keg I'm going to give you a little bit of history. Cool. I don't know if you remember your history or not. Um, It was a while ago. It was, it was COVID wasn't it? It was COVID. In fact we had just come out of COVID. Well no we were still in COVID but we just come out of lockdown I think. Yes. I think we did the Gungellan first, which we still got to do. Yeah. And then we did the Gumaraka, I think was our second. Yeah. So the Gumaraka Hotel had a very long history for South Australia and it dates back to 1861. It originally wasn't known as the Gumaraka Hotel, CAG, even though it sits it? in Gumaraka. Okay. You know, it was the district hotel and it kept that name right up until 1959 when it changed to its present name. This caused a little bit of a problem when I was researching at the time because I was looking up the Gumaraka Hotel. And, of course, it had most of its life had a different name completely for Mm. just under 100 years. So Gumaraka is a small town famous for its rocking horse and CAG. Explain what the rocking horse is. Well, the rocking horse, it's massive. You have to actually climb. You can kind of climb up inside it, can't you? The, the stairs mm-hmm. or steps going up inside it. And it is really big and it looks like a giant rocking horse, funny enough. <laughs> but do you know the problem with it? It funny doesn't enough, rock. It doesn't. No. So we've got the only rocking horse that doesn't rock. Yeah. But it looks really impressive. It's really cool. It does. And there's a little wildlife park there as well, a little petting zoo, isn't there? And there's a great shop where they sell... Um, you know the toys the yard would have done back in the day, like the wooden ones. Yeah, with we should go and... there for some trigger objects. Oh, we should do that. Oh my goodness, we've never thought about going no. for, di- for the old style kids stuff. No, that'd be great. We should, it? shouldn't we? Mm, we should Let's do that. do that. Now, the Gumaraka Hotel was a draw card for early tourists because under the plaster on the outer walls lies something very, very special. Because there's more than 1,000 names etched into the soft sandstone used to build the hotel. 
Now, some of these names went on to become well-known in their own right, while others delighted in coming to Gumaraka to read Australia's biggest visitor's book. It was said the names covered the wall from the pavement up to the balcony. I I wish that was still there. Can you imagine what a tourist attraction that would be now? It would. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Seeing all those names from the 1800s yeah. carved into the stonework at the front of the pub. Yeah, that would be great. I, I just think that if it was my pub, I would have to rip off all, <laughs> all that plaster. I suppose whilst it's plastered over, though, it's safe. It is, yeah. Safe from damage. It is. Mm. But there's so much history under that plaster. Mm-hmm. It would be just awesome to see it. You are very posh when you say plaster. Plaster. Because I would say plaster. Yeah, well, north it's plaster, isn't it? Yeah, northerners say plaster. So why are you saying plaster? You sound very posh. Because <laughs> I want to be, I want to, I want to be like this upper class okay. that everybody thinks I am. Okay. Professional and upper class. Okay. Upper right. class. I'll believe you thousands of women. <laughs> and yet it's still going to be pasty. And it's still going to risk on. I mean, some of those names would be very familiar to us today through their achievements in our history. And, you know, maybe one day in the future they will again see the light of day and become a draw card. I think it would be a massive, massive draw card and tourist yeah. attraction if they had that. So the death's keg in a hotel. I mean, why would it be haunted? There were many publicans during its long history, and one in particular did pass away there. But he had long illness, so it wasn't unexpected. His name was Patrick Corcoran, and in 1926 had only been the publican at the hotel for a year before he succumbed. Oh, that's not good. He wasn't there that long, was he? No. But I think the biggest tragedy was New Year's Eve in 1928. Now, George Farley owned the blacksmith garage close to the hotel where he had a 20-metre well that was covered over. And on the morning of the 31st of December, the electric pump stopped working. So Farley decided to go down and see if he could get it started again while sending another young man off to get a spanner. Now, this young man had only just turned to do this when he heard a huge explosion behind him that came from the well. Now, running back and calling, he was met with smoke and fumes. Mm, Not good. No. People came running from all directions, and one of them was Farley's lifelong friend, William Crook. Now, without hesitation, he climbed down to help his best mate, but soon... He too fell silent. The third person to die that day was the local police officer, Mounted Constable George Thomas Smith, who valiantly tried to help, but he too succumbed to the fumes. It was believed that the fumes were petrol fumes and were coming from the blacksmiths, which doubled as a petrol station. Oh, right. It was thought that somehow they had accumulated in the well and that a spark from the generator had ignited them. Interestingly, Mr Crook was not a local and was living part-time at the Gamaraka Hotel. His remains were taken back to the hotel for his funeral. Now, I I didn't know that at the time, Keg. So when we went to research this hotel, we knew that next door was 
where the accident had taken place or just behind the pub yeah. to one side was where the well was. And I knew about the accident because I'd done a bit of research on that. But I couldn't link it directly to the hotel at the time. And we were, I'm going to get into the responses we're getting, but some of those responses did seem to be indicating mm-hmm. It was to do with the accident. And I thought, well, why? Could it just be we're asking out and the energies that are close by are hearing and responding and coming in? But it wasn't until I wrote the blog for this and we did the video for it, the highlights. And when I was doing the blog, I was trying to find out more history on that. And that's when I found out that Mr. Crook was living at the Gummeracca Hotel when he died. So it made more sense as to why we were getting these responses. See? You don't look impressed at all with my investigative work, Cag. No, I'm very impressed and my, dis- my face just doesn't want to show it, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Gamareco Hotel has been known to be haunted for a long time and we'd originally been told that the Gamareco Hotel staff thought a lady haunted the hotel and all the locals had affectionately nicknamed her Aggie. Now, one room upstairs is even known as Aggie's room. Yep. Now, you you spoke to a gentleman on the phone. I did. Before we went to the investigation. I think, didn't he contact you through Facebook or? Yes. Um, He was a previous publican there. Mm. And he called us to say that despite being a sceptic, He'd actually witnessed um, several strange things himself at the Gomaraca Hotel. Mm. He told us how uh, children visiting the, the pub with their parents occasionally reported seeing a lady watching them whilst they played on the staircase. Another incident that um, he was told that a couple of guys were in the bar mm. when they heard the fridge door open. And one of them looked around and reported seeing a beer glass momentarily hovering. Oh, How cool is that? As he turned to see if the other guy was seeing it, it dropped to the ground and smashed on the floor. Typical, that, isn't it? Yeah. The other guy that was with him had also witnessed it. So it wasn't so just was, one person. It wasn't just one person, yeah. which is a lot better, isn't it, when there's two? I like it when you've got more than one. Yeah. This <laughs> getting <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> he also told the time he quickly got out of bed because he could smell breakfast cooking and it was like, First up, best fed. <laughs> Let's go downstairs. And he rushed downstairs, determined to be the head of the crowd, and found the kitchen absolutely empty with nothing cooking. Actually, that would be really disappointing. That would it? be. I'd if be you devastated. Could, if you could smell beautiful bacon and eggs, and you go down, yeah. and there's just nobody there. No, I'd be devastated. Now, Amanda Warren is the present owner, and she also told of Aggie's room, which is where her daughter, Taylor, now sleeps. Now, when Taylor first moved in, she too was sceptical and thought the ghost was a little bit of a joke, but within a month had her own experience. She had been carrying some washing past one of the bedrooms when the bedside cupboard doors slammed shut and then the main door slammed shut after it. Now, that would probably freak me out a little bit. Well, I think it would. I mean, the cupboard door, why? Yeah. A main door, Could it be a breeze? Mm. But then the cupboard door to do it as well. Sometimes her lights would flicker in her room and she would tell it to stop, which it did on asking it to, which again would Mm. say an intelligent haunting. It would. That's pretty cool. Pretty scary. That it's aware of what 
they're saying and aware of what's happening. She was a very brave young lady. She was. She was also awesome. She was really, she was great. We'll talk about Taylor as well in a minute because she got stuck into the investigation. Oh, she she? did. She was really enjoying it. A local had also reported seeing Lady at the window of Aggie's room, but when going into the hotel, found nobody had been upstairs. I might just play their own interviews at this point because I think it always sounds better stories coming out of their mouths. Yes. Cold outside. So this is apparently Aggie's room. Okay. From Taylor though. So Taylor was saying that they people have seen the figure at the window yes. waving to them yes. from outside when there there's been nobody story. in here. There was a story that uh, a lady's rocked up and she's thought it was the person that owned the hotel and waved. Yeah. And then when she come in, the lady was behind the bar working. And she goes, do you know how to see you upstairs? Because you got down really quickly. And she goes, no, I've been here the whole time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Taylor, tell us what you're doing here firstly. What do you do here? Um, I work here and I also live in Gunmai Hotel with my parents. But when did you first realise it wasn't just like creaking of the building or it wasn't just what the building was like? It's your first time that you realise it might have been a haunting. Um, I realised probably in the first month because uh, when I first found out, I kind of thought it was a joke, um, yep. not going to lie. Um, and then, yeah, I had an incident where I had my earphones really loudly um, and I was listening to music and I had a lot of washing and I've gone past this room and a bedside table has slammed shut and... Um, also the door and that kind of worried me because no one else was upstairs it was just me yep Um, and then yeah a few times I've gone into my room and my lights have flickered and I told it to leave me alone and it stopped flickering which was a bit weird (laughs) I will admit that it stopped flickering as soon as I told it to leave me do you have any ideas who it might be um i believe that when we first got this hotel that people would name uh, this female called Aggie yeah. and there's a lot of stories about her yeah. and um, there's actually a photo at the front of the hotel and there's a lady on the balcony in a white dress and that's Aggie yeah. or everyone assumes it's Aggie. And so it was the night came that we went to investigate. We went there for tea first, didn't we? Oh, yes, and that was lovely. Oh, wasn't it? Mm. My goodness. If you have want to eat anywhere, go and eat at the Gumaraka Hotel mm-hmm. because the food is amazing. It is. And say hello to Amanda from us because I'm sure she'll give you a ghost story or two as well. Now, we were invited to come and find out if these experiences and stories could be verified with the equipment. And we decided to start at the staircase, didn't we? Because of what that first publican has said to you. Yeah, and I don't think he was the only person to say that somebody had been seen there watching the children play. So it seemed a good place to start. Yeah. So we set all the equipment up. And we normally use a ghost box Mm -hmm. with a portal. Yeah. Which is a broken radio. And we actually used to have another one that pretty much is that, but it used to be called... The Polticon. The Polticon. In fact, it didn't used to be. I still have it, Cag. It's, yeah. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, until its legs fell off. Until its legs fell off, yeah. It's, it's a bit legless now. 
I should drag it out again. I did like the Poltergeist. It was pretty The cool. Gungellum, we had some good stuff. We did. Maybe we should do that. We should, we should do. get that one out. We should. So, Keg, do you remember when I actually presented you with the Poltercom and told you it was a new ghost box? Now, ghost boxes are usually inches big. Yes. Fit in the palm of your oh, hand. I, no, I, I can't remember it fully, <laughs> but I can, yeah, I can remember going oh this is really good pocket size to one not <laughs> so for the ones that are subscribed i might actually put keg's reaction now the poltercom is about a foot high <laughs> yeah it? looks like a kind of a plasticky old style radio but it's really tall it's, it looks like it's something from um it's a oh what do you call it um steampunk steampunk that's it steampunk so it looks very steampunkish with a dial at the front, so the dial goes around and backwards and around, and it spits out words. So it's not a small thing. It's not something you can put in your hat, in the palm of your hand, is it? It's not one of those things you we would take away with us because no. it would take up most of the suitcase, <laughs> and we get a few funny looks as well. Yeah, we would. So we were using that at the time. Now we were asking for anybody to contact us, but we weren't getting anything at all. No. However, it was the obelisk, wasn't it? Yeah. It came out with, well, okay, together. Now, my first thinking was, well, as in, well, mm-hmm. I'm well. And then it was Shane that said, well, the well. Mm. Well, okay, together. So it was curious especially with the history of the tragedy. And it quickly followed up with news, which it had been at the time. It was huge. Oh, it must have been, yeah. It was in all the newspapers. It was such a tragic end of the year on a New Year's Eve. Now, we put Craig, one of our old guides, on the headphones to do an Estes experiment, which is a ghost box with headphones. So you can't be biased on hearing the questions and you can't, think you've heard the answer, knowing what the question is. Now, we were immediately told to end. End. End, yes. End. Was not happy. End. Don't even start. Just end. It's like we haven't even started. I know. So give us a break. Can you, how can we end something that we haven't even got into yeah, exactly. Yet? And I, <laughs> Which is basically what I said. It's like, well, what, finish already? Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't even begun. <laughs> Like, now, you started to ask about Aggie, didn't you? Yeah, so I just want to know, Aggie, are you here? And we didn't get anything. Did we? Not at that point. No. And I did wonder, because Aggie, obviously, isn't you, you're not born with the name Aggie. In fact, you're not born with any name. <laughs> no. It's usually given to you, Kags. That was a silly thing to say. Yeah. But obviously, she wasn't given the name Aggie. So I did ask, well, what's your real name? And again, we got this very stern out. And then you got really bullshit. Well, I did. This is like, we didn't, we don't want to leave. Yeah. It's like, I know. We just got there. We didn't want to go. <laughs> We're not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots to do. We weren't sure whether it was Aggie. So we did ask, is there anybody else here tonight that isn't Aggie? Because at the back of my mind, I did still wonder whether it was to do with the accident. And then January came out, which technically it was New Year's Eve when we looked up that tragedy. That's when it happened, yeah. 
So on the 31st of December was a tragedy, but it's very close to January. I don't know whether Uh we're clutching at straws there, but it was very close to January. Now, meanwhile, while we were debating on this, the Ovilus said January. Yeah, and 80. And 80. Now, again, we were talking about 80 going, well, that's not correct. No. And it just didn't make sense. But we didn't know how relevant this was going to be to later on in the night. Mm -hmm. Now, I try to go down the track of Taylor wanting to know this because I thought, well, if something is here that is quite attached to Taylor, and whatever's there doesn't seem to mind having Taylor there. I said, you know, Taylor would love to know who she is sharing this house with, especially her bedroom as Mm -hmm. well. And Cray came out with, haunted hello she's a little bit creepy yeah i mean it's nice in it's a way. nice and it was starting it looked like it was starting to connect so we yeah. obviously being polite said hello who is it we're talking to tonight and it came he came out with one name right on cue yeah ag ag which is good timing good timing Now, we did pause to check if Taylor was okay. She looked a little distracted and nervous, didn't she, at this point? Mm Mm-hmm. And why was that, Cag? Well, she was sat on the top step, Mm -hmm. all right, and she was looking into one of the rooms opposite to where she was sitting. And she said it was like somebody was on the bed and was getting off, getting off the bed. So after this little distraction, and as we settled back to the Estes again, the Ovilus came out with a well-timed continue. Mm. So that was very well-timed, definitely. Which we like did that. say we were. We were. Oh, that didn't take much encouragement, did it? <laughs> we were back into it very quickly. The next responses did seem to refer back to the tragedy, though, because the next thing that Craig came out with was down, youth. And then the Ovilus came in with brave so this was all in a row two different bits of equipment spitting these words out and these words are very interesting too because when I was doing the research and we didn't know at the time I don't think you knew this keg right there was another gentleman involved in this now his name was Louis Schultz And he was a 23-year-old young man who took over the situation very bravely. I mean, you would think after explosions and the fact that people had stopped talking down there, so obviously had been overcome, he took over the situation and bravely, with a handkerchief tied around his mouth, insisted on being lowered down to try and help. And he managed to tie a rope around the body of the young policeman before passing out himself now the onlookers pulled them both to the surface where louis regained consciousness but alas the officer was already dead so could the words be referring to the bravery that was shown by this young man i mean he was only a kid wasn't he really at 23 well he was he wouldn't have had uh, much of a way of life experiences at that point no and to know that there was three people possibly down there dead already yeah. and that they'd been overcome. He was, was, he was, he was very fancy. brave. Yeah. 
All right, so I thought well, let's go. Let's see what's happening with the because we're on the staircase. You, so yeah, you were back. <laughs> you were determined to go back to Aggie. I was. I wanted to see <laughs> who like, was it that was watching the children play. I'm like with the tragedy. It's like oh, I know. And I was like, no, this uh, we've got enough tragedy going off in the world. Let's go back to Aggie. <laughs> so I said, okay. I hear you like to watch the children play. And the response we got was, I'm Craig, I know. I know. How cool is that? So we started the EVP burst and the Ovilus again came out with January. Mm. But this is the interesting thing because after it said January, it came out with a word that sounded just like choke. Yeah, we thought it said choke. And it was, I've listened back to it. I have done the editing and I've clipped it three times and it definitely definitely said choke because you got the ch sound it's got the ch in it however when we looked to see what it had printed it actually said joke joke you happy to be sharing your room with taylor you happy to be sharing your room with taylor that's a joke. And we found this before. We, we have so many times before. We even had it at 30 East Drive when we had a very clear cross come out, and I was holding a cross at the time. And yet when we looked at the printed word, it said crops. We've actually had it where it's Come up with a completely different word from what we've heard. Yeah, I've had that as well. Mm. Yeah. And it said January again. So it seemed to say January quite a lot. Yeah. And then we also had some little quiet knocks. Now, Taylor joined in. Oh, she and did. She did. She was very good. And she says, are there too many people in the room? Yeah. And she got a reply, which was yes. yes. Which I think there was at that yes. point. Yeah. Is there too many people? Something just after that. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to go on the Estus and I went around the far corner. So I sat on the bed facing the window where Aggie's been reported looking out of. So I thought that was a good spot to sit and left these lot to ask the questions. Mm. Now, even before we'd asked the question, you came out with... Girl. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, who is the girl? And this is where it got really strange because I had to rip my... Well, not rip them off, but I had to take my headphones off because I was listening to the ghost box and it was clicking through the stations and then it seemed to stop clicking and I had a female voice, and only in one earpiece keg. It wasn't in both oh, that's weird. sides. Mm. And it just went, hi, lady. It was totally bizarre. <laughs> so Shane asked if whoever was there, do they prefer women in the room rather than men? Mm. And you came out with, love her. Mm. So hopefully they were talking about Taylor. Yeah, that well, would you, be nice. you did try and clarify that. Yeah, I wanted to clarify to make sure they were talking um, about Taylor and that 
she loved it. If you were looking after, that was really cool. Yeah. And almost immediately you came out with the answer. Mm. Yes. So if it was true and it wasn't just random radio that I was hearing, then whoever is there seems to be at peace with Taylor sharing a space. Which is lovely. And is is looking over her. And this is what I mean. Not every ghost and haunting is bad. No. While this was happening, one of our subscribers, the very lovely Rosemary, I believe, who sits, we call her the Google Queen, by the way, because she sits at the other end of the computer. And while we're doing our lives, she's already on there looking up information for us because we don't, we go in with very basic information, don't we? Yeah. So it's lovely that we've got some subscribers who will sit there, be on their computers while they're watching, and then come forward with any information. So it was while we were doing the investigation that she informed us that there was actually two Aggies associated with the hotel. Agnes Thomas and Agnes Hay, wait for it, CAG, was born in January and died at the age of 80. Mm. How relevant was that to the yeah. response this week? Because I thought January, maybe it could tie into the tragedy. The tragedy, yeah. Close, within a day. But then suddenly we were getting this confirmation about somebody who'd been at the hotel and basically the date. But it wasn't long before things seemed to go head back towards the tragedy again. Yeah, that kept sneaking in, didn't it? Mm. And I came out with choking. There's another word you came out with, which could be repeated because <laughs> there was a child. There was in the a room. child in the room. And I did say, oh, it's just said something, but there's a child in the room, so I can't I can't copy that. Mm-hmm. Then it came out with petrol. I heard the word petrol, which again is interesting because that tragedy was about petrol fumes from that blacksmith shop next door. Yeah. And then Taylor asked, How did you die? And I came out with death. <laughs> Oh, it's not very specific, was no, it? Really? But you know, um, <laughs> I was I was playing hard to get. You were. So then Taylor asked, "What kind of death?" Yeah, she wanted me to clarify, and I, and I actually came out with the word fuel. So then she Taylor asked asking out for Aggie and said, "Okay, how did you die, Aggie?" And for her, when she asked that, I said accident, and then. She was like, what kind of accident? Yeah, she was trying to probe, apparently, more so into it. And it was almost like whoever it was didn't want to talk any further about that. No. Because I just came out with get out. Now, there was me saying about get out. Mm-hmm. But Shane did bring up an interesting thing that maybe it was actually referring back to the tragedy and referred to the fact that they couldn't get out or a warning, get out, rather than go away type meaning. Yeah, that's true. We really don't know. You know, we'd, we'd take it to mean literally what we're hearing. Yeah. But even that could be put onto this tragedy that happened there. So Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor's not here. <laughs> so Taylor did um, ask, do you want me to leave, Aggie? And you came out with some well-timed. Another things. well-timed response, death. Aggie. Now, yeah. I was, these voices I was getting was like a crossover from two different people. So I was getting male and I was getting female coming through. Now, it could have been radio, 
could have been conversations going on. We're going through different radio stations, so you're going to get male and female. But I continued with death, painful. And then after that, it petered out, didn't it? I had nothing, really. It must have been a horrific death for them. It wouldn't have been pleasant. No. It wouldn't have been pleasant. Now, also, you got to remember at the time, we went in with very little knowledge about the explosion and the causes. Most of the history and the research that we've been giving was done after the event. We knew there had been a tragedy. Shane had kind of briefly covered it, but we didn't know the true in and outs of it. And we couldn't understand why, why they would be there talking to us from this tragedy. Because as I said, we couldn't understand why they would be there at all because they didn't die there until we found that Crook resided in the pub. Mm. Now, another interesting thing, our guests found that one of the landlords had two wives called Agnes. Well, that's a bit greedy, isn't and it? two daughters called Agnes. The second daughter was known as Aggie. So they now we have the name Agnes up there, didn't they? We have that that link again. Yeah. Now, I did find something interesting out, and I, I've got to look at more information. It could be we've got a – I am going to say it because it was interesting, but if it's the same Aggie, her and her youngest daughter actually died on the SS Waratah, which was lost in 1909 with all 211 passengers on board, and it's never, ever been found. They haven't found the wreck. So I remember when I was doing the research for the blog, I actually came across a link that it might have been linked to the same Aggie and the younger daughter. So got to keep looking at that. Not going to put my hand on my heart, but there does seem to be a link to that. We continued with a ghost box session. Yeah, we decided to end with the ghost box yeah. session for the night just to see if we can get anything else. Yeah, and I still wanted to know if Aggie was was around. So, Aggie, if you're here, can you say goodbye to us, please? And, and you joined in. I joined in, and I said, "We're going to go in a minute." So, if you're going to say anything, now would be a good time, and you know, be polite to say goodbye to us. And what did we get? We got a female that mm. said. Bye. Good timing, wasn't it? Very good. And I said, can you say goodbye? Because I didn't hear that too much at the time. Because <laughs> we like to ignore them. And our hearing's not very good at our no. age, is it? So, um, so again, we had a goodbye, but this time... It was a male It was a male voice. Yes. Aggie, if you're here, can you say goodbye to us, please? You're going to go in a minute. Can you say goodbye? so it seemed like we were talking to male and a female there so whether one was from the tragedy and one was from aggie i don't know but there seems to be two doesn't there and i did say thank you for putting up with us and having us around because we do like to be polite now i did remind them that taylor loves having you around and you look after her for us make sure that she's all right and we had a male voice come out that just went okay okay it's like, is that lovely? That is lovely. It does seem like whoever's there loves Taylor. Definitely approves of the present family and landlords that are there. And, yeah, is looking over, and I think that's that's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have anything startling at the hotel. 
which, as we know, is the way of many investigations, but they were curious responses. They were well-timed. Yeah, they were. And I do want to say, go and visit Gamaraka. It's a beautiful town. And the Gamaraka Hotel Ghosts would love to see you visit, as would. would the owners. Yes. And we can definitely recommend the food. Oh, and, for sure. And I'm sure if you ask them, they'll tell you a few stories. I'm sure they Not will. the food, of course. Obviously, no. Because no. the food can't talk. No. It's busy being eaten. I don't even know why I said that, Kat. So thank you to Amanda and her husband mm-hmm. and Taylor, who was an absolute star. Yeah. But also thank you to Shane, our yep. patron. For organising this for us and joining us in, joining us in and joining us on the night. Now, it was a great night. It's a wonderful pub. But I will leave it with, get the plaster off the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to see that graffiti. If nobody else does, I want to see that graffiti. All right? Excellent. Now, go go and definitely have a visit. We love these guys, and the pub's just Amazing, yeah. Mm. All right, Keg, that's an end of another episode for us. So we will have to obviously just remind people that we have social media. We are obviously already liking this, but if you haven't haven't hit follow or subscribe or the five-star button, then please do that for us. It does keep us going. It does keep us in the rankings. And it gives us heart doesn't it it does it's nice to think that people are listening to us because nobody else does no. normally on our day-to-day life rather than us just wasting our breath yeah we also have youtube so this will show all the videos in fact this video that we've talked about is on youtube i will put a link below for you so subscribe to youtube don't forget to give the don't forget to give the thumbs up and put a comment under the videos. And we also have Facebook. This is where we usually do live stream investigations for you and a little bit extra. But the important one, Patreon. Yes, become a Patreon. Become a Patreon for about five American dollars a month, which is less than maybe a coffee and a half a month. I won't Mm. say coffee because it's probably a coffee and a half. Then you will get... A great community on Facebook and you get extra fun, extra live streams. Well, yeah, no, 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 because don't forget, Keg, we have a special group page just for our Patreons. We We do. do. Where we all get together and chat. Yes. So lots of fun. We do. It's been a it's been a great community. So definitely support us. That's what keeps us going. It's what helps us do all this for you. And uh, share this podcast around. Share it with people you like, people you don't like. Oh. Just share it. Share it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go. We will catch you again next week with another investigation. Bye. Okay, bye. Please remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. The extended video version of these episodes are available for members of Spotify and Patreon. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and see the full investigation from these episodes on our YouTube channel. Details are in the About section of this podcast. Thank you from CAG and Ali for listening.